Well, my lovers, welcome to the Naked Football Show. Um, delighted to welcome a, a, a guy from miles and miles away, Mr. Jeremy Bowling, who's come all the way from Bari in Italy or near Bari. Hello, Graham. You're not actually in Bari, in Bari, are you? No, just outside we are. Yes. Because I looked at your the map. That's see. right. We're about fifty kilometres outside. That's right. So when you mentioned La Traviata and I mentioned the drinking song, that's called Brindisi, Brind- isn't it? Which is where you when you're near. So <coughs> I was. Brindisi does translate as a toast. That, right. That's right. Well, there the you go. That's right. Look at that, class. Um, and um, Jeremy's accompanied by a chauffeur, Mr. Julian Watkins, who's... Hello. Who's, hello, Julian, who's going to play a minor part, possibly, in this. But I, I reckon we can, we can rouse him yeah, with some contentious sense. issues. I don't really, it's, a, it's an awkward one tonight, because obviously the time most people... The people who listen to it live are probably in the pub if they've got any sense tonight, because there's a town game on. And the people who listen to it on the podcast are going to think, what are these... Idiots talking about predicting the result when it's already finished. So um, I don't know what you want to talk about. Should we just finish and go to the pub? Well, we could do that. <laughs> we could do that. Well, Jeremy, first, I mean, what, what have you made of the season? Well, what have you made of everything that's happened so far this season, basically, including change of manager and the works? Well, I mean, watching it from afar, as I am most of the time, but, of course, following it on, um, on online and everything else, it's been... Um, it's been interesting, to say the least, as the Chinese say, may you live in interesting times, which isn't necessarily a complimentary thing. But I get the impression that um, Hurst got a very difficult brief when he came in. I think mm. the timing of the appointment was, was, was unfortunate. I think one of, the, one of the more astute comments that has been made over the last few months is that the succession, as it were, from McCarthy to Hurst wasn't well handled. McCarthy almost almost seemed to manage his own exit. He did, yeah. And then, of course, I think probably the the, yeah, the owner had Hurst as one of his favourites in mind. And of course, they didn't get promotion automatically, so everything then gets put off a month. And um, so he comes in late, and it all seemed a little bit of a rush. Then, of course, he's confronted by a lot of people who want to leave, and um, he brings he brings his own players in, who probably some are not ready for the step up it doesn't mean they're bad players and um, if you don't get off to a good start it's very easy for a sort of malaise to set in and I think that's what's happened I know that there seems to be an awful, in political terms there seems to be an awful lot of briefing against Paul Hurst at the moment after the fact mm. but I do think that whilst I'm certainly made mistakes and he would probably admit himself that he handled things very poorly in some ways I suspect deep down he didn't get a lot of help from certain senior players at the time. I, I had this feeling that there was a certain show is your medals mate mm. when he first came in. And of course, if you start winning straight away, everybody cheers up. But if you don't, then it really quickly goes downhill. Mm. So Lambert's got a very difficult job on his hand. He seems to be doing. A, he seems to have launched a terrific PR offensive as to the club. And Absolutely, to, yeah. To try and yeah. get a, a feel-good factor back in, but I don't think we can blame everything that ails Ipswich Town at the moment on Paul Hurst's management or mismanagement, whichever way you care to put it. I think, yeah, I, I think in in some ways he was quite unlucky because his stats. We've said this a million times, but his stats were good. You know, we were <clears> playing teams. We we were. I, I, my brother went to well, Rotherham. I've said this a million mm. times, but you know, he was talking about uh, the Rotherham fans thought we were the best team they've seen for years you yeah, know yeah. Um, and I was on holiday so I couldn't go so I can't back him up on that he might have been drunk yeah. but um, and then we continued to be on top in a lot of games yeah. including that game at Sheffield when Nciala got 
controversially sent off. And then he just lost the plot, didn't he? He just seemed to lose all confidence in his own ability. And then, then we ended up with a right back playing at left back and everything. And then, yes, that certainly seemed to be the case. And the loan window was odd as well. And the, 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 this divides opinion. But I was never convinced by the John Walters no, thing. No, me neither. You know, he's 34 now. We tend to remember him as a 24-year-old when he was mm. first. He'd been out for almost a year with a knee injury yeah. before he came here. And I don't think Hurst was the prime mover in that either. I don't know that, no, but that's we, the impression we, yeah, that's what we hear, yeah. That was odd. And then, of course, he puts him on and he pulls that very sharpish. And, of course, the management team take the criticism for putting on when he's not fit. So, mm. And he did seem to go downhill from there. And I suspect that's when the true schisms in the dressing room started to appear. I'm guessing. And it, and it, 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 and it also changed the manner in which he played because he was trying to play this possession football, high press on the deck, and then as soon as Walters was here, it was hoofball again, and we were back to almost McCarthyism. Yeah. Because uh, I think there were some good players he's brought in, <clears throat> and it'd be interesting to see how Lambert, how many Lambert uses, if mm. any, because I think... And I'm quite happy to say it in here that I think we've got a little gem in Caden Jackson. Possibly. Who doesn't, who doesn't get used terribly, terribly on, but he's got pace, terrific pace, mm. which is a huge value, particularly at this level, the championship level of football. Mm. I mean, he hasn't played much, but he's scored, what, three goals, is he? Three goals? Yeah. Induced two red card tackles, which unfortunately the team haven't been able to take advantage of. And that's with just cameo appearances. Now, I know it's difficult to see where he would fit in at the moment, but if he can find a role for Jackson, I think that you'd have a very good player there. Mm. And it'll be interesting to see what Harrison's like um, when he comes in as well. After all, Marcus Stewart rated him, didn't he? So he did, it can't yeah. be that bad. No. <laughs> oh, God, it would be, sure. be nice to have Marcus Stewart back, actually, wouldn't it, given the choice? It would. It would. It's interesting yeah. to hear Paul Hurst's um, comments about Donassian, because I thought he was a really good right back, actually. I thought yes. he was. But he. Paul, um, sorry, Paul Hurst. Lambert. Sorry, Paul Lambert, mm. actually thinks he should be a centre-half, so we're not going to see him at right-back, unfortunately, I don't no. think. No, I mean, that's a worrying situation on, on, on a number of levels for me, because apparently it's all tied up with the home office and getting his release um, uh, yeah. to play, and I just wonder if he's getting caught up in the so-called hostile environment, which mm. tends to um, exist at the home office, so there's a lot of feet-dragging going on about that, and it's just not a priority anymore, so yeah. we'll have to see how that pans out because that's what they're waiting for, a permit, isn't it? Mm. So he can play and not be a lone player anymore. Yeah, but I, I, I'm, well, you have to work, I can't work it out how many's on loan and what, but whatever, but I, I don't think it precludes him playing at the moment, does it? We haven't got the, no, but I, I think it means another loanee can't or something Yeah, like it that, does, but I think, well, yeah, <clears throat> I, I don't know. No, no, I don't, I'm not going <laughs> to... It's too messy, isn't it? Would you like to contribute, Julian, or are you still happy to sit there? No, no I'm happy to sit. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to read out some stuff. Again, we'll try and keep whoops, keep off tonight's game, simply because it's it's not going to be relevant. Uh, Mrs. N- oh, Mrs. Nuts, um, just, she just tweeted in that uh, the team had just turned up with their wash bags. Um, she wondered what your favourite items in a wash bag would be. You can chip in if you wish, Julian, for this one, but... You know, that's Mrs. Nuts. She's a bit bonkers, bless her, but she's lovely. It's an overnighter. It's got to be a toothpaste. Toothpaste, yeah. yeah. Oh, those little, those little shampoo things which you pinch from hotels. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the miniature ones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the yeah. one. Yeah. Some you rarely get toothpaste at hotels, do you? You get you get shampoo sometimes. Yeah, you do. But, yeah. Yeah. There you go, Mrs. Nuts. That's the best we can do. But then we're men. What do we know about wash bags? We don't wash. <laughs> 
Um, right, we'll look at emails and things. Yeah. And further tweets. This is from Jules. Good evening, GB. Good evening, Jeremy. I'll say good evening, Julian, just for him. Um, will Lambert change the team tonight? Mm, well, you'll know this by tomorrow morning. <laughs> yes. Uh, will he play Lam- Lancaster? Basically, that's what he wants to know. And will we win? There you go. Two questions. Right, I'll go first. Um, I, I think you'll. I think you'll have more of a look at the fullback situation tonight. Really? Yes, I do because I don't think either of them play particularly brilliantly against West Bromwich Albion. Um, but it's a question of who who he puts them in place, and he may just stick with the team because he's been quite steady so far. And I think one of the, 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 the problems that Hurst had was when he started chopping and changing. And well, suspect, exactly, yeah. And I suspect that Lambert will be very aware of that. So I, I don't expect too many changes, in truth. With regards to Lancaster, I don't think he will start him tonight. And, of course, I could be, horrendous, I could be wrong now as we speak. But I think he'll, tend to, he'll use him a bit more as an impact player, particularly if things aren't going... Nice if he got a, a bit more of a game tonight. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, because one of the problems with pitching young players in, in my opinion, is that it's always much easier to to, to blood young players in a winning team when everyone's yeah. confidence and, and morale is high, yeah. and the crowd's morale is high because if they make an error or you know don't get involved, nobody minds that much, and they're very encouraged. When the team's struggling and a mm. young player starts to miss a chance or misplace passes, they're not immune to the groans and. So I think a lot of managers are quite astute to that, of not pitching young players in when the team is struggling. If the team can't find some form, then I think you'll find more of them coming in. Mm. Certainly that's what I would do. And I think this is one of the reasons why, why Hurst didn't feel he could do it, because they couldn't, the team couldn't find any form at all. And you, you, you're almost sending them out as lambs to the slaughter. So, but we'll see. I might be wrong on that. But I think Lancaster will sit, sit after his performance against West Bromwich. I think we'll, we'll, we'll certainly, in the short term, will have a role as much more of an impact sub. Mm. Mm. And then if that goes well, then he may well um, may well be starting more because he looked pretty good. I thought. Oh, I, yeah, I saw him in the under twenty threes a mm. few times. He's a class mm. act. I think he's mm. going to be a hell of a player. Actually, I don't think we'll hang on to him for very long. Um, but if if you you, you you say you're slightly concerned about the fullbacks, but who would you put in if? If um, Lambert, as he says, doesn't rate Donatian as a right back, he donates him as a, donates him, <laughs> rates him as a centre half. Then we haven't got a right back, and, and um, Thingy is not match fit yet, is he at left back? So I think I'm not sure whether he has a choice with the two fullbacks. Not many, not many. The only thing he could do, of course, was start put, to put Chambers back out there, possibly. Yeah. And uh, as for the right back, I don't know. Kenlock is he not match fit? He's left back, but no, he's well. I don't think so. He's is coming. He's, left? Yeah, yeah. He's right. left back, but he's not. I don't think he's one hundred percent yet. He's only just got back from injury, so yeah. No, that's true. So, I, I was thinking Kenlock for Nudson and um, maybe Chambers for Spence, but I don't think he'll do it wholesale. I think he'll be very conscious mm-hmm. of that. Was one of the things that was wrong, and it's probably one of the complaints that's reached his ears when he took over in the dressing room. What about changed. what about Bishop? Do you think he'll start? <clears throat> Instead of who? Because the other lad's doing pretty well, isn't he? Downs. Downs. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think he played that well against West Brom. But then again, they, they swamped the midfield a bit, didn't they? Yeah. They did. They did. But he's, he's he's a bit more match fit than Teddy, isn't he? Teddy's been out for yeah, a long that's time, isn't he? That's true. Has been out for a long, long time. So I still, I, 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 I would be surprised if Teddy starts tonight. Because the team will probably be yeah. in as we speak, um, but again, again as an impact sub, you know, yeah. as an impact sub over the next two or three weeks, that would be my 
expectation. But what do I know? I've never been invited to manage Inter Milan, and not likely to be. So, uh, <laughs> Dazelle, is there a place for him in the side? In the side, <clears throat> well, that's that's a difficult one, isn't it? I I, I was listening to, um, well, I heard Andre Dazelle on, um, or a transcript of that interview he gave on Life's a Pitch, and you no doubt you'll be aware of that. Oh yes, that. yes, yes. And that was interesting, that because I was thinking. <clears throat> Well, Andre, you're being a dad here because my eldest son was with Lincoln City's Academy for two years okay. when he was 15, 14, 15 to 16. And I know the processes you go through as a parent with that, particularly when you start to suspect they're losing interest in them. You know? mm. So I can understand how Andre... Now, obviously, I've not played X hundred Premier League games like Andre and I'm not involved in the club but nonetheless we are dads and we do feel very protective towards our own kids so I think there was an element of that in what he was saying basically because we don't know what went on we don't we We hear rumours but not from no smoke without fire I actually I did um, I got I met Luke Chambers last week for a photo-y thing we had to do and um I know him, well, he knows me, he probably doesn't know who I am by name, but I've met him a few times. He does drink in the dark occasionally. Um, and he, uh, I just thought, how, how can I ask him a question without making it so obvious? Like, sure. what did you think of the last man? Because <coughs> yeah. if I say that, he's not going to say a lot. So no. I just said, how are things now? And he said, mate, you would not believe it. He said, it's 100% better. It's absolutely brilliant. Mm. He said, the training's oh. better, the atmosphere around the town, is, around mm. the club is better. Everything's better. So um, something must have gone on. Pretty sure. Oh yes, abso- absolutely. And um, I mean, there's, there was a lot of change. A lot of established players left mm. uh, because they wanted to. And for Ian Milne was saying on the radio that um, you know he felt you couldn't stand in their way players who want to go because you never tend to get the best out of them once mm. you turn them down. And I think that happened to McGoldrick, you know. Well, I think McGoldrick he was travelling down from the Midlands every day, wasn't he? So he was. that was a pain. And then he obviously <clears throat> his family was settled up there, so he exactly. wasn't going to stay. But I think. The other ones, I'm wondering if it's something to do with what you said. You know, they've all played at a higher level than yeah. Paul Hurst, and yes. some little upstart comes and starts telling them what to do. Well, I'll be very surprised if there wasn't an element of that. Pretty I, sure. I, I, I'm not suggesting that's everything. Far, far from it. But I'd be even thinking. if it's subconscious. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think absolutely. You'd rather have someone like um, Paul Lambert, who's played in a Champions League final and played for his country and everything. Mm. You think this? Yeah, a bit better than me. Um, right. Dean Mitchell, do you know a Dean Mitchell? No, I don't. It's only because he said uh, Buenosera. All right, well, Buenosera, Dean. (laughs) Hello, Graham, Buenosera, Jeremy. Uh, Let's hope we can get that much-needed win tonight. Bristol City were one of the best teams at Portman Road last season and looked nailed on for a playoff place at least. How things have changed. There are a lot of encouraging signs under Lambert, but we lack that much-needed quality in midfield and up front to create and score. Any thoughts who will be on the shopping list? Also, it's sad to read on today on Twitter that Blue Action had half their flags not returned. Can you ask them to be returned? Return Blue Action's flags. They made a great show the other day. Uh, thanks, Dino. It's Dino. Hello, Dino. ITFC he is, if you want to get hold of him. Um, cheers, mate. Yeah. Actually, I think, under if Blue Action ought to um, leave their flags on the seats as the town... They had those happy clappers last week. You wouldn't have known about that, but they put happy clappers on all we the seats. Yeah, and of course the North Stand use them as paper aeroplanes, but the kids <laughs> love them. Um, but if they can do that, why don't they just leave leave the flags and dish them out every week for everyone? Um, you know, I'm sure people would buy one if the town weren't. Nudge, nudge. 
um, rather than have people nick them, which is a bit silly, because what else are you going to use it for? You're going to bring it back the following week? Or, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I've forgotten what the main message was now. Um, quality of midfield and up front. Thoughts on the sh- Oh, yeah, thoughts the on the shopping list. Well, Thanks for that, Dean. The January transfer window is notoriously difficult, isn't it? Because a lot of people tend to hang on till the very end to see who yep. they're going to release. Who would be available, really, to us? Um, the trouble is when you don't know what's, who's available. I, I, I think the, the team probably needs strengthening all over the field, but particularly up front in the centre. Even if Ellis Harrison proves to be a success, and of course we don't know, he's, you're going to need cover for mm. that, aren't you? Yeah. For that, and I also think a fullback, a dynamic fullback, would be very helpful to take the pressure off the defence a bit. You know, give them a bit of help. Give them a bit of help mm-hmm. at the back. <clears throat> there's enough midfielders. It's disappointing to hear about Hughes's injury again. Yeah. Of course, um, and we're not likely to see him this side of January, by the sound of it. The sound of it, no. It's yeah. weird because he tweeted not that long ago about how he's just on the verge of coming back and everything's mm-hmm. wonderful, and then mm-hmm. next thing he's. Back to square one. Yeah, well, not quite. But. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But I think we have actually, it's, we're probably a season too early, but we have some decent midfielders. Um, no, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So people, people are very excited about them, aren't absolutely. they? Absolutely. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's good. You just hope that if we do go down, that we can still hang on to them for at least a <coughs> season and see if we can get straight back up because yeah, yeah. Um, they're very excited about them. You're talking yeah. to the academy staff. Do you want to chip in, Julian, at all? I just said we're not going to go down. That's all. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, there are some some that think if we go down, that's not a problem. But I think it's a big problem. I'm not so, a fan of that theory. No, it's, there's a lot of danger. It's only a good theory if it works and you yeah, come straight back up. There's, for for everyone that bounces straight back up, uh, there's there's the Portsmouth and the Coventry, isn't exactly, it? Yeah, exactly, absolutely. I think what you have to do, my view on that, if I may say on this, is coming from Bari, who actually went bankrupt in the summer. Oh, right. A great big club like Bari. Are they not playing in the Italian league anymore then? Well, they play in Serie D now, in the semi-pro Oh, really? They were, they, they were completely vaporised for two months. Every single player just vanished. The club, the ground was locked up. It was, it was really odd and quite very upsetting because, of course, it was just at the time before the season was starting here and everyone was saying, oh, I'm really energised, I'm... In for the new season, only a week till the season, till the tickets come out, all the, all the fixtures and all the um, Galatia, like we're saying, it's only a week till the Serie A season, uh, fixtures come out, etc. And Bari had nothing, didn't exist, it was really odd. Now, most football fans can't imagine that because if you think how much of your life you devote to Ipswich Town Football Club, how much time you spend just thinking about it. Mm. Being with your mates, mm. away days, absolutely, you know, that's it. meeting down the pub, podcasts. If that suddenly goes, there was just nothing. No. But what they did, you know, the fans, they decided to embrace it, basically. And, and when they were taken over by De, De Laurentiis, so the mayor got the licence back from the uh, Italian FA and they had mm. to go into Serie D, which is the semi-pro league, way down. It's about the equivalent of Conference South here. People said, well, we're going to embrace this. We're going to get behind it. They sold 8,000 season tickets. They take a bit yeah. away travel, you know. Um, there's the, the local radio and TV are really all over it. You know, it's, it's seen as a mission. And you can get behind it. Yeah. And I'm not for a minute saying it's a good thing no. at all to be relegated. But if Ipswich Town were to be relegated, I, I, I don't think they will. I think they'll get out of it. 
personally, um, and I'll tell you why in a minute, is that um, you know you should embrace the adversity and get behind it. The two thousand yeah. who go to Reading, you know, the five thousand that go to Peterborough or whatever, and things like that, and sort yeah. blow them back up. Yeah, I mean, it happened at AFC Wimbledon, of course, and, and my mate is a, a mm. Rushton Diamonds fan, and of course they went yes. into liquidation, and now he's. Watch them, and they're in the same team as Lowestoft, strangely. Absolutely, yes, they are. Same team, same league. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason I think I think they've got a good manager in, like I say, he's got a proven track record, and he does seem to be galvanising the players. (coughs) And we're not a club without resources. You know, when push comes to shove, you know, Evans can find something. I I know he's fairly parsimonious compared. Mm. Oh, you well done, Jeremy. You get the word of the day there. <laughs> Compare with other Left owners. it a bit late, but that's not not bad one. Parsimonious. But uh, it, and, 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 and it's a difficult one with the ownership, really, because he is very careful. I think he, he bet all his chips on Keane, didn't he, in the early yeah, days? Yeah, he did. And he didn't come up, and so he's been a lot more careful. And of course, he manages the debt. The, the organisation manages the debt. Well, he also threw a lot at Jewel as well, didn't he? And that was two of the two of them, and that was he too did. much for him, yeah. He did. But when push comes to shove, they're not a club without resources. I don't think we're a basket case like Sunderland were over a number of years. And, and, and we're not as thin as someone like Burton Albion or anything like that or have the crippling debts that mm. Bolton did. So I think, you know, with, with, with some astute additions and return from injuries, Ipswich could make a fist of this. Yeah. I'm not suggesting we're going to make a late charge of the playoffs, but... Um, but I think that you know, I think there's reasons to be optimistic. Okay, well, I'm going to hurry you now, Jeremy, because we've got uh, another thing we come in. Good evening. This is from Slurball. Good evening, the Blazer. Buenos Aires, Jezza. There you go. Omo los spetacolo. What does that mean? <laughs> Sounds rude. It does, yeah. Smutty Slurball. Um, GB, you asked your multitude of listeners, or my listener, for their score prediction. So here's mine. We will win 3-2. Thank goodness for that. We can all relax now. I've told you what the score is going to be. You're welcome. I hope you're right. When we leave tonight, in a couple of minutes, we're going to have to say, "Oh, that was a bad result," or "That was a good result." We can do one each, can't we? So that way, I'll just edit the wrong ones out in the morning. Yes. Um, much talk about the reunification of the club, the players, and the fans in Lambert. Short time in charge. The general spirit and atmosphere seems to be positive. Additions are clearly needed, but it really is time for those highly rated, perhaps overrated, young players to step up and be counted. Here, I'm talking about Bishop Dazelle et al. Past injuries notwithstanding, of course they must be given a chance and for me it should be a case of sink or swim because we really don't have the time or the luxury of gently and gradually introducing these youngsters to big boys football. And what have we got to lose? There are promising signs but we need some wins or else we'll find ourselves unified and positive, which is pretty much what you said, all the way down to League One. Keep smiling. God bless Ron Wig. You must remember Ron Wig. Certainly do. Yeah. Want <laughs> to quickly comment on that, Jeremy? <laughs> Yes, I'm not sure I entirely agree with him about pitching in the youngsters. But having said that, he has got a point because we, we, we do have a very highly rated academy that not many youngsters seem to be coming through it on a regular basis at the moment. I'm trying to think of the last one who made an impact at first team level. Would that be Tommy Smith? Possibly, but I, I honestly think that um, Paul Hurst seemed to make sure that they weren't going to get a chance. People like uh, Ben Morris, he made sure he sent him out on loan. We can't get him back till the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Nidam, I'm not sure whether they would have played, mm-hmm. or certainly not regularly, but we didn't have that choice. He just farmed them out so they could put all his players in. Mm-hmm. It's more frustrating, isn't it, no. knowing they're not going to play? Either. No, exactly. And, and I think Ben Morris would have been a classic. A- a perfect candidate to play as a... That's what we've been looking for as a striker that can mm. hold the ball 
and score goals and at least give him a chance, but we haven't had the chance to give him a chance, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a fair point, actually. So, um, yeah. right, well, we're on our last minute just about, so do you want to... It sounds ridiculous, because in the morning we're going to know the <laughs> score. What's, gonna, what's the score going to be, Jeremy? 3-1. Caden Jackson's going to give Webb to the runner. Julian, don't know who, but I think it's a very tight game, but by the odd goal, so 2 1, I'll say, leading to a comfortable win on Saturday against Forest. And, um, team, do you think it's going to be roughly the same, or do you think um, there are going to be any changes? Or what would you like to see if you, if you were picking the team? Well, it'd be nice to see Lancaster get a start, but I don't think he will. I, don't? I think he'll, he'll, he'll go with the same forward line as before, unless there's any injuries, we don't know about it, of course. He might change Spence and push Chambers over. You think so? Possibly. What, and put who in the middle of Enciala? Uh, could be. Yeah. Could be. Or he, he, he could put um, Chalabar back there, of course, couldn't he? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so you get another midfielder in. Mm. Julian, do you want to quickly chip in? You've got ten seconds. Yeah, I, I'm all for stability. Keep it, keep it keep as it close as to the last team as possible. Brilliant. Okay. Well, when do you go back to Italy? Uh, Thursday, tomorrow. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye. We've got to go.